Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Another stacked news day, a lot to unpack. Supreme Court rulings coming down today. We've got that. We've got elections going on. We've got more just, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Horrendous, atrocious, apocalyptic news coming out of Uvalde. I don't even know. I I'm Really, folks, I'm out of modifiers to describe how bad the situation was over there. I got a lot to get through today, including uh, Biden promoting all BS again all the time, getting nailed, promoting fake news. When's Twitter going to pull this ridiculous tweet down? Big day today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without a VPN is like leaving your kids with a stranger. You know, most of the time you may be okay, but why would you take that chance? Get a VPN, protect your online privacy. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Um, I've got that. I'm including a massive debunking of the dopiest Biden talking point yet. Um, unsold, ta unsold stocks are now part of your income? What about unsold real estate? <laughs> if you own a home, is that income? You'd be taxed on that? Stay tuned. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Let's go. And away we go. Yes, sir. We do, unfortunately, starting with a story that has impacted all of us, <sighs> all of you. The Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joe gets to kind of get a sneak peek at some of these show notes Been beforehand. Been waiting for your this, point of view on this, by the way. And yeah, I think other well, thank are. you. Yeah, and thank you. I have been um, studying the situation there, and like most, I did the responsible thing. I hope, and I've been waiting for the surveillance footage and the photos to come out of the Uvalde school massacre. Well, now we have them, and the story, ladies and gentlemen, continues um, to get worse. New information has surfaced about the response by law enforcement and why it took so long to enter and breach this classroom door despite knowing where the killer was. Um, it, it, it took from 40 minutes to an hour for any kind of a response to materialize. Now, I can't say this enough. The Columbine massacre changed everything. When I, I, I say it all the time because it's not this. It didn't when I when I, I, I it didn't change something. I want to make sure I articulate this correctly. It didn't change something. It changed everything. The school shooting, active shooter, targeted violence model before that was someone were to go into a school or a hospital, shoot a bunch of people and hole up in an OR or a school classroom. The model was create a perimeter, evacuate everyone, treat the wounded, negotiate with the hostage taker. Everybody got that? I've described it before. Forgive me for doing it again, but it's directly relevant to the new info we have. After Columbine, they realized one thing, a lot of things, but one thing, the primacy of one thing, time equals death. Don't ever forget that. The more time you allow that shooter to operate, that killer, that murderer to operate equals death. Time equals death. I don't know any eloquent, cutesy time way to say it. There's no way to say it other than that. Time equals death. Meaning what? After Columbine. You do whatever you can to decrease the time of the incident, including bypassing victims, not even rendering first aid at times, to stop the shooter. If you can and it's practical and it doesn't interfere with stopping the shooter, yes. Folks, I, there's a number of people I know who are directly involved in this field. They study every single new incident. Nothing after Columbine was the same. If you were to respond post-Columbine to a school shooting, your training is if you have to step over the wounded to get to the shooter, the killer, you do it. Now, that seems so against our human instinct to want to help, but the best way you can help is by decreasing time because time equals death. 
We now see last night, you see in this breaking 911 tweet, first interior image was released in the Evalde school shooting, which shows officers with more firepower than previously believed. As reports suggest, the classroom door may not have been locked after all. Now, I'm holding on the classroom door story because there's still conflicting evidence. It was locked. It was unlocked. I don't know. And what I don't know, I'm not going to speculate on. There's one story saying they never even tried to open the door based on the new surveillance footage. That doesn't mean it wasn't locked. We don't know that yet. But ladies and gentlemen, you'll notice in that breaking 911 tweet in the photo, if you're watching on Rumble, if you're listening on audio only, I'll explain it to you. You can throw that back up, guys. I'm sorry. I wasn't done with that yet. Um, You'll notice there are are long guns at the scene. There are rifles at the scene. Obviously, rifles giving them a significant advantage. Why? Because the killer in this case had one long gun and they have what appear to be many. There also appears to be, if you notice on the uh, lower right-hand corner, a ballistic shield, which has the capability to take rounds that uh, regular body armor doesn't. Also provides greater surface area coverage. Folks, listen, um, again, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this because I... I'm having a hard time. I'm trying to, again, not Monday morning quarterback anyone. That's easy to do considering I wasn't there and it wasn't my ass on the line. It's very easy for me to say. But I'm candidly having a really hard time. This information materializes and photo evidence emerges justifying or even not that I'm trying to justify, but even trying to understand is probably a better word. What, what could have possibly been going through their heads? Well, the Texas Tribune has a really, really uh, well-done piece. It is in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter, if you'd like to read it. It's very well done. There are quite a few takeaways in this piece about what happened in Uvalde. We're going to go through them one by one because it really matters. Let's go through number one. First, there was now we not only have surveillance footage, now we have hard evidence, folks. It's not speculation anymore. We have photos, stills, surveillance footage. And we have the 911 traffic and we have the officer's uh, radio traffic. Okay, this is evidence. It's not speculation anymore. So apparently there were officers on the scene ready to go and do, which doesn't surprise me. I can't imagine a group of police officers not wanting to save these kids' lives. Some of them there said, quote, this is the actual radio traffic. It's not speculation. If there's kids in there, we need to go in. Officers in Uvalde were ready with guns, shields, and tools, but not clear orders. One such officer, DPS SWAT, arrived 20 minutes after the shooting started. He immediately asked, are there still kids in the classroom? If there is, we need to just go in, the agent said. Another officer answered, it's unknown at this time. The agent shot back, y'all don't don't know if there are kids in there, he added. If there's kids in there, we need to go in there. Who's ever in charge will determine that, came the reply. This is a conversation. Uh, the inaction appeared too much for the special agent. He noted there were still children in uh, other classrooms within the school and needed to be evacu- evacuated. He said, well, there's kids over, they, over here, he said, so I'm getting kids out. Now, some other things determined from the key findings of this new report that emerged with the footage. The key findings are disturbing, very disturbing. A note number one, no security footage from inside the school showed police officers attempting to open the doors to classrooms 111 and 112, which were connected by an adjoining door. Keep that up for a second. Folks, again, that seems to conflict with initial accounts that the doors were were manipulated. The the, the surveillance, according to the report, just doesn't show that, that they were trying to open it. It It just doesn't show that. The chief on the scene, Arredondo, told the Tribune that he tried to open one door. Another group of officers tried to open another, but that the door was reinforced and impenetrable. Those attempts were not caught in the footage reviewed by the Tribune. Some law enforcement officials are skeptical that the doors were ever locked. You know, someone's not telling the truth here. We have a responsibility to tell the truth here. There's no, there's no silver lining to dead kids ever. This goes without saying. But we need to learn from this. And we're not going to learn if we don't, we're not going to learn from this and hopefully be able to prevent something like this in the future if we're not able to discern what happened in the past. Another takeaway from this, uh, this Texas Tribune article, which is excellent and worth your time. It's not very long, 
but it gets to a lot of what really happened that day. They note within the first minutes of the law enforcement response, an officer said the Halligan tool was on site. It wasn't brought into the school until an hour after the first officers entered the building. Authorities didn't use it and instead waited for keys. Uh, you can come to me. I'll go back to the second part of that in a second. We'll, we'll go back. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, throw you for a loop, but. Folks, door breaching and the mechanics of door breaching is going to have to be standard operating practice for police officers moving forward. It wasn't when I went through the police academy. It wasn't. You took like a, maybe a 10 minute course on it. When I was in the secret service academy, we did, however, get into that door breaching. Why? Because folks, it's not as simple as, oh, kick it in. That's not the way that works. You don't kick in a door that opens outward. How do you breach a door that opens outward? In other words, you're pulling it toward, I don't mean to sound silly, but it's not as simple as it seems. A door coming opens outward, you're not going to be able to kick in. So what you do is you use the Halligan tool. Halligan tool has both ends. There's one end you can use to create space. There's another end you use. It's kind of like a big fancy crowbar. And you use the leverage to then, once you've created the space, access the door, and then hopefully separate the frame and pop the door open. The problem they're trying to get to the bottom of here is what happened? Did they use the Halligan tool? They're saying it was there on site. Did they not know how to use it? Did it not occur to anyone to use it? Were they waiting for the keys? Did they not wait for the keys? Did they jimmy the door? The bottom line is this. There's got to be a standard set of practices here for door breaching going forward. These are the things we're going to have to teach in our police academy. Some are already doing it. You're going to have to know, le le immediately learn to recognize, just like you would in a first aid situation, certain things. I remember first aid, secret service, look, listen, feel, look, listen, feel. Look at the chest. Is it rising? Listen. Is the subject breathing? Feel the pulse with your fingers, not your thumb, your index finger. I remember that now. That was 20 years ago. I remember that now. We're going to have to teach people door breaching, uh, the door breaching techniques too. Look, where are the hinges? Where does the door open? Opens out, Halligan. Opens in, breaching tool. Step one, maybe jiggle the door first. Is that Halligan tool motorized, Dan? Uh, no, I, I no, it's just a big it. crowbar. I have okay. one in my own house, actually. I should have, yeah, man. but no, it's, 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 it's a, it looks like a big crowbar. No, it's not motorized at all. But it's a simple tool. It's easy to carry in the back of a police cruiser. Every officer should have one and a door breaching tool, which is basically a ram. So Halligan tool. Back to this piece, another takeaway, but good question. I'm sure you're not the only one with that question. Officers had access to four ballistic shields inside the school during the standoff with the gunman. According to a law enforcement transcript, the first arrived 58 minutes before officers stormed the classroom. The last arrived 30 minutes before. Folks, it's great that they had the ballistic shields. It should be standard equipment for police officers. Again, in police vehicles, these things are not that expensive compared to the price of not having them. Candidly speaking, it's great to have one. You got to be able to go in without it. The fact that it was there and you had that extra ballistic protection, I, again, I, I can't find any good reason why they would not have gone through that door, breached that door. They had the equipment and the ballistic protection to do it. It's hard to talk about. Another takeaway, multiple Department of Public Safety officers, up to eight at one point, entered the building at various times where the shooter was holed up. Many quickly left to pursue other duties, including evacuating children after seeing the number of officers already there. At least one of the officers expressed confusion and frustration about why the officers weren't breaching the classroom, but was told that no order to do so had been given. I, I don't, I, 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 this is, un, this is really, this is unforgivable. I can't imagine how we were engaged in other duties. Evacuating students is important. But you can leave that up to teachers while you breach the door and take care of the problem. Time equals death. Time equals death. So some takeaways, folks, there's going to have to be some instruction moving forward where it's understood that part of your duty is to respond. You don't need orders to do it. What do I mean by that? 
I can give you an example of my training in the Secret Service. You are taught to act independently in the event of an emergency situation requiring the evacuation of the president. You are not taught to think, you are taught to do. You don't need an order from the GS-14 shift leader to get the president, grab him by the back of the belt, and duck walk him out of there if you see a knife or a gun in a crowd. You don't need it. You're just taught to do it. This has to be standard operating procedure moving forward. You should not have to wait for an order to take down a shooter in a targeted violence active shooter scenario. Time equals death. Folks, this can happen again. And we have to be willing now to tell the truth. Everybody on the scene. I'm not suggesting, by the way, this is overt lying. It may be fog of war. I wasn't there. I'm not. My butt was not on the line. So it's, it's unfair for me to sit there and pretend I was and understand the emotions. It is not unfair to ask what happened, what went wrong, and this should never happen again. This was clearly, clearly a cataclysmic mistake in judgment on the scene by multiple people. Clearly, there's no defense of this. Now, one of the things I was proud of in, in my uh, prior line of work is when I was an instructor in the academy, in our uh, Secret Service Academy, and when I went through myself, we would use videos of our own failures to show how to not repeat these things again. What do I mean? This is what has to happen now. This was a failure, period. Videos of this should be shown going forward as a cautionary tale about how not to do this again. Example, one many of you may remember, some of you may be old enough to remember, I know me and Joe do, was a, the uh, John Hinckley shooting of Ronald Reagan outside of the Hilton in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, everybody remember. I remember where I was. I was in a Buster Brown shoe store buying new sneakers with my mom. And the guy came out and said, Reagan was just shot. I've watched that video and shown that video probably five, six hundred times. What did we learn from that? We learned in the Secret Service that it was a mistake to do uncovered arrivals and departures. Why? In other words, arrivals, and where does the president arrive? Where does he go? Because if you uncover it, in other words, you just do it out in the open. Remember, you've seen the scene a thousand times. If not, folks, go watch the video. You'll see Reagan walking out of the hill and waving to the press. Why is a visible arrival and departure where you can see the president such a bad idea? Because, folks, you know where he is. You know where he is. That put yourself in an assassin's shoes. You want to, God forbid, shoot or kill a protectee, a president, foreign leader. And you know he's going to an event at the Hilton. There's only a couple of entrances. Well, you see where the press is. You figure out that's where he's going to be. You just stand there with a gun. Not hard, right? Isolates down to where he's going to be. That deadly diamond approach. Arrivals and departures are always the points you want to be if you're an assassin. Why? Because there's too much variability in the middle. Once the president walks into the Hilton, he could go left, he could go right in the elevator, take the stairs. You have no idea where he's going to be. But you know he'll be at the arrival and you know he'll be at the departure. And the departure was where Hinckley got him. How did he know the president was going to be at the departure point? Because the press and the limo were sitting right there. That's why. We call it the deadly diamond, a diamond that looks like this. It comes down to two points. The departure and the arrival takes the variability out. We learn from that. Police training around the country is going to have to learn from this too. Mistakes are made. In this case, they were deadly. The goal here is to never, ever, ever repeat them again. Hard to, really hard to read that story, folks. Texas Tribune in my newsletter today. I encourage you to read it. It's a tough read, but it's worth your time. All right, uh, moving on. Um, there are also training tools coming out that are patently absurd, training our military to lose in combat. I'm going to get to that uh, in a second. Let me get to this uh, first. I want to show you this video, video being uh, shown to our Navy personnel that is practically guaranteeing our defeat in a, God forbid, World War III type scenario. This is incredible. Uh, just incredible stuff. Let me get to this first. American Financing. Hey, if you're considering a new home purchase this year, this message is for you. Do you know you can lock your mortgage rate before you start home shopping? It's true. You can. You're able to lock it for up to 120 days when you work with American Financing. So you're getting peace of mind as you search for the perfect home and you don't miss out on the best deal when you're ready to make an offer. But it doesn't end there. 
They also provided no pressure, no obligation lending experience from custom loans to fast closings and everything in between. They really can do it all. They've been helping people for over 20 years. So you can trust they're good at what they do. And that's finding the right loan for your home ownership needs. These are good people. I've met with them multiple times. Find out for yourself about American financing today. Give them a call. The number is 888-994-7660. The number again is 888-994-7660. Or you can visit them online. The website's AmericanFinancing.net. .net, not .com. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLS Thanks, American Financing. Okay, speaking of training and the necessity of creating a solid national security public safety situation, training tools like this ridiculous video being shown to our Navy personnel are absolutely guaranteed to get us killed in World War III. Folks, there's an opportunity cost to training. There's an opportunity cost to time. I'll explain what I mean. If you would, apparently, this is being shown to our Navy personnel, warfighters, warfighters who are supposed to be training to kill in the event of a global catastrophe where we have to defend liberty and freedom in the United States. Listen to this. Hi, my name is Johnny and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I am Kanchi and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody? That's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey guys, you can say, hey everyone, or hey team. This is, this is being taught to our warfighters. What the? Our warfighters. <gasps> yeah, I, I, it's, <laughs> So this means a lot to Joe too, for yeah. obvious reasons. Uh, this is um, you want to get people killed. This is the way to get people killed. No, I'm not kidding. You want to do that in corporate America? Listen, that's your business. People choose to buy or not buy your product. I am not interested in our Navy being taught about politics, conservative, uh, or any or or liberal or anything. I'm interested in our Navy understanding their constitutional role. And I'm interested in them causing destruction on the high seas when someone wants to F with America. The Navy's rules should be F around and find out to teach them what find out means. Not taking ridiculous, infantile, childlike cartoon pronoun classes on how to address people with specific pronouns. There is an opportunity cost to training time. The concept of opportunity costs in economics is one of the most powerful you'll ever, learn, ever understand. That there is an actual cost to a lost opportunity. He is a very talented. Joe is a very talented. Justin's a very talented guy. They spend their time and they do okay making money producing this podcast. If Joe said, Dan, I'm quitting because I want to shovel snow in the winter. That's great. It's hard work. There's value in hard work. Joe would be costing himself a lot of money yeah. because Joe has a foregone opportunity to make more money producing the sound on the podcast. So the way liberals look at it is Joe made $5,000 shoveling snow in the winter. The way smart people look at it is no, Joe forfeited tens of thousands away because he could have been making more money producing the podcast. Yep. That works with time too. When you are a warfighter, who hopefully is being trained to kill in defense of the United States. That's what the job is. And you're wasting time on pronoun classes. You are not spending that time learning how to defend liberty and freedom in the United States. This is going to get someone killed. I saw it during my time in my prior line of work too. Because I don't want to sound like I'm being overly flattering of them either. They were great people and I love them, but there was a PC stuff from them too. Hours a day sometimes of this ridiculous snowflake stuff. Supposed to be teaching our warfighters how to bring death and destruction to our enemies. That's what they do. If that makes you comfortable, go sit in your mama's basement with your porn, your darn video games in your hot pockets and stay the hell down there because you're going to get people killed. The Chinese Communist Party 
the Russians and other world governments that hate us, the North Koreans are laughing at us right now. They are openly mocking us. They are showing this to their tactical teams right now, going, this is what you're fighting. It's a freaking disgrace. These brave men and women sign up to put their lives on the line for us. For this landmass we call the United States, it's worth saving. And you're wasting their freaking time with a bunch of, hey, it's Barty the Dinosaur. Here's a bunch of pronoun classes taught by a bunch of people look like they're talking to kids. Freaking ridiculous. Should be embarrassed. I can only hope the next president of the United States is a Republican. Donald Trump or whoever else decides to run. And mission number one with our military is purging this garbage. Tom Fitton, by the way, from Judicial Watch, has a great expose on how they're using CRT in West Point, too. What a disgrace. Divide us at all costs. All right, I got a lot more to get to. Let me get to this uh, also. The Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm getting in, increasingly frustrated. You know, there's a certain amount of BS built into politics. I understand that. There's spin, there's lies. It's politics. It's what they do. They lie all the time. I get that. But with Biden, there's, it's, it's, it's all BS all the time, and they're not even embarrassed. The things they put out there are such blatant, obvious lies that regular people can look at them, and so regular folks who don't do this for a living, conservative content, scratch their heads and go, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't even make any sense. This ridiculous Biden administration, this lying, corrupt, grotesque hack whose cognitive abilities are completely collapsing in front of our very eyes easily, the worst president in United States history, Joe Biden, a man who has disgraced the Oval Office from the minute he walked in there, cannot stop lying. Here's a tweet they put out just a few days ago. The fact is we've got about 790 or so billionaires in America. You know what their average tax rate is? About 8%. I believe no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a teacher, a firefighter, an electrician, or a cop. Listen, this is very frustrating, guys. So just for a second, if you believe this, you are the stupidest SOB I've ever seen. You are so dumb. You know why you're dumb? Not good. I'm serious. I'm looking at you and I'm sorry if this offends them. You know why you're a moron? You're not a moron because you believe it. You're not a moron. You're a moron because you could easily research this. And the data is everywhere saying this is totally made up. This is a made-up statistic that will be parroted by your moron, double-digit IQ liberal neighbor who really believes this is true despite the fact they could put it in a search engine and knock it out tomorrow. You don't even need to put it in a search engine. As Carol Roth points out on her Twitter feed, you can just look at their own release showing that these wealthy people only pay 8% of their income. Go, Go back to the other one. Here's the actual release from the White House. So this Carol Roth uh, person on Twitter who's well informed on this issue said, wait, that doesn't sound right. Billionaires only pay 8% in in their income taxes. Like that's kind of weird. So she went back and looked at the release and here's what they cite in an abstract. Biden White House. We estimate the average federal income income tax rate paid by America's 400 wealthiest families including a relatively comprehensive measure of their income that includes income from unsold stock. What? How does that work? Unsold stock. So as Carol Roth brings up in a tweet, using stock holdings at some point in time and adding estimated gains to income is the equivalent of looking at the gains and the estimated value of your home and saying this is part of your yearly income. It jeopardizes home ownership, business ownership, et cetera. So to straighten this up, tighten this up here, the Biden administration is now alleging that your tax rate should be calculated on money you have yet to take possession of, on income that hasn't materialized, and on things that may become even future losses and negative income. So if you buy a stock at $100 that today's worth 110 yet you've never cashed it in, That $10 is your income? Since when? Is your home equity income? And let me ask you this. If the housing market crashes and then the stock you bought for $100 and the house you bought for $200,000 is now worth $100,000 and $90 respectively, you've therefore lost money on these 
air quote, gains that should be income. What happens then? Do you get a refund? These people are lying to you all the time. That is not their tax rate. You don't pay taxes on money you haven't claimed because it may not be money. It may, in fact, be a loss. Negative monies. Folks, this is hard. I really, why do you accept these blatant lies from these idiots? Why? To the lefties out there. To the conservatives, why do I bring this up? Because your liberal neighbor is going to tell you this at a July 4th barbecue that these billionaires are paying less money than the teacher in income taxes. That is a lie. That is a lie. It takes into account unsold stocks. How the hell do you have a gain on a stock you haven't sold? I mean, one more thing. I don't mean to belabor this point, but it gets even worse. One guy sent me a nice email yesterday saying, Dan, you explain uh, economics simply. Because it is simple. What about my computer? If my computer were to appreciate in value, don't laugh. I see people selling iPhone ones. I, for the original, I see them selling them online for thousands of dollars. Whoa. Don't laugh. I, people bought them for like three, 400 bucks. Is that income? Stop laughing. That's the Biden theory. If my computer goes up in value by 50 bucks, so I got to pay taxes on it, even though I already bought the computer with money already taxed on it. Do you understand the a-holes these people are? How they will do anything to lie to you? That is not income. They're just lying. Just like they lied about inflation. Here, you doubt me? Here is a supercut, a little bit of a minute plus of a supercut of this Biden administration blatantly lying to your face over and over again about inflation, even though they knew it would be a long-term problem. Check this out. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. <laughs> and the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, that, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The lies, man, the lies, they never stop. They never stop. Again, I, I'm trying to give you a fair and objective view, unlike journalists about this. Politicians lie all the time, but the degree matters. The degree matters. Politicians of both parties lie to you all the time. But the degree of lying matters. They all lie. You're never going to get a politician that doesn't lie. But I want a politician that lies about 20% of the time rather than a politician that lies like 100% of the time. These people are lying to you all the time. I'd rather a politician that doesn't lie at all. That's not the world we live in. I wish it were. Making matters worse, ladies and gentlemen, everything the Biden administration is doing is going to exacerbate this already awful Tax situation, financial situation, inflation situation, and potential recession in the future. Everything. I'll get to that in a second. They're just spitting in your face now. They're just spitting in your face now. Whew, an intense show today. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay. 
Folks, everything the Biden administration is doing is going to exacerbate this already awful gas inflation financial situation. We're all going to be experiencing very soon, and some are experiencing harsher than others, especially the middle class. They're just spitting in your face here. I've been playing clips like this over and over of various officials on the left and in the Biden administration saying always about gas prices, which are kicking you right in the junk, saying over and over, yeah, it's bad, but there's no, there's no but. There's no but. This is bad, period. Here's Biden doing it yesterday, taking a leisurely stroll on the beach while we're all getting crushed here with the apocalypse this guy's causing in our financial system. Here's Biden on the beach saying, ah, hey, you know what? There's, my mom once told me, which is fake, his mom didn't tell him. He says this all the time. My dad, my pop, my grandpa, he makes this stuff up. Nobody actually said this. Here he is saying that his mom told him, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Don't worry. Green energy, that's it. They're doing it again. You're getting screwed. You're getting buried at the gas pump, but don't worry. There's a silver lining in this. Check this out. My dear mother used to have an expression. If anything lousy, something good will happen if you look hard enough for it. We have a chance here to make a fundamental turn toward renewable energy, electric vehicles, and, and not just electric vehicles, but across the board. And, uh, and that's something we should be. My team is going to be sitting down with the CEOs of the major oil companies this week and uh, try to get an explanation how they justify making $35 billion in the first quarter. Are you planning to sit down with oil and gas CEOs, no. Mr. President? Why, why is that, sir? Because my team's going to do that. Okay, but you did that with retailers and logistics companies and consumer companies. Because uh, I had it already done. So there's three or four takeaways from that. Number one, his mom never told him that. He made that up. There is no silver lining to this. Telling people, let them eat Teslas, go buy an electric car, is about the most elitist, snob, out-of-touch attitude for a guy who claims to be the Scranton kid fighting Joe. So he's a liar. The man's also a disgrace. He's again turning this into blaming oil and gas companies. Listen, I got no dog in that fight, folks, okay? I got no dog in that fight. I wish these companies hadn't gone woke years ago and destroyed their own business models, some of them being take over, taken over and hijacked from the inside and their boards by leftist nuts. But you pretending these same oil and gas companies, which power your vehicles, your cars, and our economy, didn't lose billions of dollars, didn't lose billions of dollars, and aren't being screwed over with refinery capacity and endless regulations by the Biden administration, which is causing these price hikes. Again, you're just an idiot. and I have no time for you. So you can tune out of the show now. He's doing this. There is enough petrochemical resources in the United States right now to turn us into a net exporter almost in perpetuity. He's just a liar. And then he says at the end, did you guys catch us at the end? Are you going to meet with the oil and gas companies? No, my team is. Oh, your yeah. team is. Who the hell's running the White House? So you're going to meet with, you're going to go beg the Saudis, right? You're going to go beg the Saudis for oil, like a dog on your knees, begging, like a dog. The Saudis to produce more, like a dog. You corrupt buffoon. But when it comes to meeting American job producers who create energy here, no, no, your team's going to meet with them. Guy's a freaking disgrace, man really is most embarrassing human being to ever occupy that oval office just a horrifying mess of a human being but he keeps pointing to our green energy future folks have no fear it's right around the corner well there's a really terrific piece appeared in the wall street journal about our green energy future with the left which the left keeps touting as this wondrous new yellow brick road tomorrow is going to lead to the emerald palace wall street journal says well this has been tried on a smaller scale they call it the it's by Beyond Lumborg. It's a great piece. It's the rich world's climate hypocrisy. He talks about this experiment they did in Darnay, India. This promised Greenpeace paradise. He notes it's a sham built on wishful thinking and green marketing. He talks about this Indian village that in 2014, Greenpeace tried to turn into the country's first solar-powered community. Wow, Joe, look at that. Solar-powered, what a great idea. Yeah. So terrific. Yeah, yeah, it's so wonderful, right? They loved it. Uh, no, they didn't. It goes on. Greenpeace received glowing global media attention when it declared that Darnay India would refuse to give in to the trap of the fossil fuel industry, folks. He notes, but the day the village's solar electricity was turned on, the batteries were drained within hours. 
One boy remembers being unable to do his homework early in the morning because there wasn't enough power for his family's one lamp. The piece goes on. Greenpeace, that thought this was a great idea back in 2014, decided to visit their new Green New Deal village in India that wasn't quite working out. So Greenpeace invited one of India's state's top politicians, who became its chief minister, to admire their handiwork in this village. <laughs> he was met by a crowd waving signs and chanting that they wanted real electricity to replace this fake electricity. What? <laughs> <laughs> that may have been a preliminary muddle. You may have to do another. You know, it's when the village finally connected to the main power grid, which is overwhelmingly coal powered, villagers quickly dropped their solar connections. An academic study found a big reason was that the grid's electricity cost one third of what the solar energy did. What's more, it was plentiful enough to actually power appliances such as TV sets and stoves. Today, Darnay India's uh, disused solar energy system is covered in thick dust, and the project site is a cattle shelter. <laughs> they also found out that the, uh, in this piece is a couple other little tidbits. So this has been tried, of course. It's failed. The sun doesn't shine all day. The left is just figuring this out now. Don't worry. We have batteries. Well, beyond Lumberg notes in the piece that all the battery power in the world right now, Joe... All of it, combined battery power in the world, would power the earth for how long? A day? A week? A month? What do you guys think? Probably 10 minutes. No, less than 10 minutes. Uh, you would be correct. How about 75 seconds? Holy 75 cow. seconds. But don't worry. Beyond Lomborg notes in the piece, don't worry, guys. Joe, calm down. By 2030, all the battery power in the world will power the globe for 11 minutes. So don't worry. We're on the road. <laughs> We're right there. We're on the cusp, folks. You keep it going. Keep listening to this moron on the beach. And my mom says, told me, my pop told me, and pop said we need to go to Tesla's. <laughs> uh, sir, uh, there were no Teslas, but your pop said, uh, pop predicted the Tesla. He knew about Nikolai Tesla, and he knew that big. You keep believing this idiot. You keep believing this idiot. Keep the, let's keep investing in a future where the world can be powered by 11 seconds, hopefully in 2030. That's a great idea. Holy cow. Now, of course, because Biden cannot stop lying ever, the man is the most corrupt, inept human being to ever. He is a disgrace to this country like you've never seen. I want to just play this, tie up this segment, one last video. Here he is on the beach again, pushing to hike taxes on the rich based on the myth that the so-called rich only pay an 8% income tax rate, which we just thoroughly debunked as a nonsense made up talking point. But that doesn't, dis uh, that doesn't dissuade this corruptocrat from spitting in your face and lying to you again. Here, check this out. Increasing tax, taxes on those on, in, the, uh, in the corporate area, as well as uh, the individuals as it relates to uh, Trump's tax cut, which, which is inflationary. And they're, you know, Going out and buy the yacht doesn't help the economy hold on. There we go. So let's tax the rich based on a myth. So just to be clear, we have an inflation problem, meaning people are having a tough time accumulating money to buy resources they need because the resources are more expensive. And the Biden solution is to take more money out of the economy via taxes. Keep supporting this idiot, folks. You'll see what happened in Colombia. What happened in Colombia, who just elected their first communist tyrant thug as a president who's going to destroy that that great country can happen here too why because there's always useful idiots who believe these morons just be glad you watch this show and you're on the right side of the truth all right let me get to my last sponsor i want to there's another iceberg ahead in the economy i want to warn you about especially as uh interest rates go up and get out and vote today alabama georgia runoff virginia runoff we have uh excuse me virginia primary Virginia 7, Virginia 2, those congressional districts, especially important. We need to get rid of Spanberger and Elaine Loria. They are in seats we can take back in this upcoming election. Make sure you get out and vote today. No excuses. Virginia, Georgia, Alabama, get out and vote today. Just a couple of quick stories I want to get to before I get to this uh, video about capitalism, why socialism keeps breaking through like it did in Colombia and here in the United States because of useful idiots. It's sold in an infantile message, just like that message from the Navy, uh, sent to the Navy. Let me tell you how to do We say, hey, guys, say, hey, everyone. Like clowns, like this is Sesame Street. 
CNBC article will be in the newsletter today. Newsletter's got a lot of good stuff. Check it out. This is from last month, but it's important because this, this, uh, this figure is getting worse. Household debt near $16 trillion despite rising rates and inflation. Household debt, folks. That household debt, a lot of those rates are tied to the Fed. What the Fed does. When the Fed bumps its Fed fund rates, uh, Fed fund rates up, it means your interest rate on what you owe is going to go up too. The interest rate on $16 trillion in household debt, folks, even little moves can collectively cause big trouble. That's a lot of money getting sucked out of the economy with the anticipated Biden tax hikes, too. That's a lot of money out of the economy. Also important today, we will get some rulings from the Supreme Court. Now, there's been a lot of focus on the Roe v. Wade Dobbs case. That's been all over the news. The Democrats, of course, threatening to burn down the United States, causing a night of rage. Other Democrats, Eric, um, Merrick Garland and others, love it. They think this is a great idea. They love the violence. They're doing nothing about it. But it's not just that case. There are a number of cases we're still waiting on. One of them is on the Second Amendment. It's New York State uh, Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. This is a huge case involving the Second Amendment. The, simply stated, if, if, if we win this case, it could force states to stop putting unnecessary restrictions on people to carry a firearm outside the home. Not a big deal here in Florida where we have uh, we respect the Second Amendment. Not a huge deal in uh, Texas, but it is a big deal in New York, Illinois and California where they say this again. It's a nipping around the edges. Yeah, yeah, you can own a gun. You can only carry it in your living room on a Sunday between six and seven unloaded in a lockbox with the key in another room. Is that really the right to defend yourself? Nope. This case is huge. We're waiting on that. Hopefully we'll have an update maybe on this one tomorrow. We'll see what comes out today. Um, another case that's huge is the prayer case. The school district in Washington said that this high school football coach was using his public employment when he prayed on the 50-yard line. Really? He wasn't telling anyone to pray with him. You didn't have to pray with him. If you wanted to, you could. If you didn't, you didn't. You never forced anyone. There's no allegation of retaliation at all. And of course, uh, liberal nuts, which want to uh, teach your kids that they're uh, sexual beings in kindergarten and want to teach them to hate each other. God forbid they see a coach praying on the 50-yard line. That's definitely corrupting, Joe. That's definitely corrupting. Yeah. So big decision on the Second Amendment and the freedom to practice your religion, hopefully coming out today. Um, let's skip this story for now. I want to get to this last, uh, I want to get to this video and then I need new conspiracy theory segment. Yeah. Here's a video I thought after yesterday's show, I, I, I felt obligated to go out and do some homework. I discussed with you the presidential election in the, in the, the country of Colombia. Colombia elected their first communist, outright communist president. This is very, very dangerous. We're seeing a leftward lurch in South America again. That is just going to result in death deprivation, the gulags coming back. You're going to have many Cubas all over South and Central America coming soon. So I thought to myself, and I said yesterday, what is the appeal of this socialism? It is really the religion of idiots. The idea that you can just create free stuff, take things from others, even though you didn't earn them, take them for yourselves, and that others are going to continue to give you stuff. They're just going to stop producing. John Stossel is always terrific. He has a, a great show he does. And uh, I, I go to him sometimes for this. And he was interviewing someone about the appeal of socialism. And he kind of sums it up in this one minute clip, how this idea of socialism and its stranglehold on people, despite the fact that it has caused hundreds of millions of dead bodies, it has caused deprivation, starvation, torture, gulags. Why do people keep going back? Here's a great minute on it. Check this out. Since the Industrial Revolution, we have more than doubled our life expectancy. We have dramatically increased the quality of our life. And we are wealthier than anybody could have imagined. Made possible by private property and capitalism, which people hate. People don't like it because, you know, it takes real responsibility over your own life to, to achieve something. And unfortunately, our educational system has taught us that since we don't sacrifice enough, because we're, we're basically too self-interested to sacrifice enough, the state must now intervene and force us to sacrifice for our fellow man. And that belief that sacrificing for others is more moral is what gives socialism strength. It's not so tough to share your stuff. Every priest, every philosopher, every mother has taught us that to be selfless is good. Selfless is good. That's a great cut. 
Here it is, summed up beautifully. The appeal of socialism is the idea that government is going to take from people and give to others. It's going to be this great leveler. It's going to make people sacrifice. But what they never tell you is socialism never in fact does that. It takes from people who worked hard to produce stuff, which makes them do what? Not produce stuff. And why would you produce stuff that's going to be stolen from you? That's why people starved in Ukraine and in Russia under this system. Farmers were like, wait, I'm going to produce all these crops for you to steal. I'd rather just be dead myself. And that's what happened. And it incentivizes those who produce nothing and sit home on their rumps all day to say, well, if I can live off the farmer's crops and not have to farm myself, I'll do it. Folks, there's nothing benevolent about that. That's not sacrificing. That's called theft. The government makes sure to take a cut for itself as well as the middleman. Great cut by Stossel. Why socialism appeals to idiots who never ask, okay, then what? All right, this is my I need new conspiracy theory segment. The old conspiracy theories are running dry. Remember when I told you again last week about this story out of China? These health trackers, these apps on your phone, if you have the COVID. Remember that story, Joe, the COVID vaccine? What do we want? We said, folks, listen, um, there's a pretty darn good chance around the world these COVID vaccine health passports and all this crap are going to be used as surveillance devices. AP is another story on this, how these Chinese residents on this help app, they're required to have this health app. They wanted to show up at a bank protest and they couldn't use public transportation or enter locations because the government turned their health tracker red. The incident starts a national debate on how the tool designed for public health was appropriated by political forces to tamp down controversy. Sounds like something we warned you about. Even the New York Times, the socialist New York Times is catching on. They did a big video this week. Yeah, China, surveillance states growing bigger and more invasive. Gee, you think? Only been talking about this for the last couple of years. Welcome to the party, fellas. Diehard style. Finally, my <laughs> new conspiracy theories need new ones. The old ones are coming true. Mini Terminator robots are pitching to Ukraine's bloody wars against Russian troops. I read this like, come on. Apparently, this company, this Ukrainian company, Temerland, as prototype. A metallic killer on wheels. It uses a 7.62 rifle, the massive ammo can, to go on scouting missions against Moscow's invasion forces. It's too, it's a, it, folks, this thing is the real deal. They're using the robot as a surveillance platform and to transport small pieces of equipment, but it's also being adapted as a killing machine. Folks, on a very serious note, this is coming in the future. There it is right there. That is, if you want to watch it on Rumble, that is a badass-looking piece of machinery right there. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You get a couple of hundred of those in the battlefield with 7.62 rounds. You know, a 7.62 rounds pretty badass. You're going to cause your enemy a whole lot of problems. I don't even care if you got a trauma plate on or not. That 7.62 round going to cave your chest and you get hit with one of those bad boys. Plus, remember, precision targeting. These things don't have to worry about the fog of war. They don't feel anything. That future's here right now. Let me do this on my Fox show this weekend. It's kind of an interesting story. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out the radio show today. And please, if you wouldn't mind, help keep us on the top charts. It's important you subscribe to the podcast. It is absolutely free. Subscribe on Apple, subscribe on Spotify. And most importantly, trying to get the 3 million subscribers on Rumble. If you'd help us out, we'd appreciate it. It's rumble.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.